What's up, race fans, and welcome to another episode of the Pacino Report. This is the podcast that gets past the hype to give you the lowdown of what's really going on in the MotoGP paddock. Well, here we are, season 2021, episode 14. Oh my God, it's 14 already. This is, well, it's got to be the Randy DePunier episode, surely. Episode 14 is the only number 14 that I can think of. Great 250cc rider, average MotoGP rider. I think he did some stuff in Moto E recently as well. But anyway, he's got a hot wife, so that's good. It's the Randy DePunier episode. So look, we've had a couple of weeks where we've we've been on hiatus for, for one reason or another. Um, and obviously, before we go any further, we do need to acknowledge that we haven't had a podcast since the tragic events that happened in Italy a couple of weeks ago. So Jason, as I've got here behind me, Jason Dupasquier, uh, did unfortunately have a terrible accident in Italy. And our thoughts and prayers go out to all of his family and all of his friends. Before we go any further... Um, I just want to take a couple of minutes just to uh, ask Manuel how he feels about things and if he's got any comment on anything. So, Manuel, uh, talk to us a little bit about Jason. What are your thoughts, mate? Yes, first of all, hi to everyone and sorry for being off for a couple of weeks. We had our reasons, of course. And uh, regarding Jason, obviously, it was a shock in Italy, you know, uh, but uh, it was one of these things that cannot be avoided, you know, because nowadays the circuits are as safe as possible. The riding gear is as safe as possible, but there are situations that are just linked to racing. Okay. These are very sad. And now and then it happens. We expect that it happens as few times as possible. But as you said, our, our thinking, thinkings, our prayer are with Jason's family who are the one probably who suffer more in all this story. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, lovely words, Manuel. Thank you. And, uh, and, and it's been incredible to see how the entire MotoGP community has come together um, and, um, and, and offered their support for, for, for Jason's network as well. Um, so we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about, about some safety things that are going on in, in and around MotoGP. Um, but realistically, we don't want to dwell on Jason any further. Uh, MotoGP is an incredible sport, as Manuel says. We respect that it's incredibly risky. Um, the reason that we like these and love these guys so much is because we know what they do is a risk. And this is just one of those really, really unfortunate moments that, that shows just what the end, end result of that risk is. So without further ado, uh, we're not going to dwell on, on, uh, on that any, any longer. We're going to give him all the, all the respect that is deserved. But let's talk about the racing. Oh, my God. Um, Andra, before we go any further, you've had a couple of weeks where I think you're on holiday as well. Um, so how are, you, how are you handling it? Were you able to see the races at home before you went on holiday or are you, are you juggling things? No, no. Oh, good. I got to. I was about to say I'm in Adelaide. Can you tell me where I am? <laughs> you're like you're like a band you need to put it on the back of your guitar so you're up oh my god I seriously god. even for the yeah. listeners out there i was trying to organize the time that we were all getting together from different parts of the world and i still thought i was in adelaide i'm in perth <laughs> and <laughs> i didn't get here that. yesterday i got here the day before we i watched all the races but i've actually my poor um brother-in-law i just had him in the lounge room going because he goes what's your podcast i'm like let me show you so uh, i've just made him sit there and watch moto gp stuff on their big tv for the nice. last hour while my mum and sister are at the shop reading the virus awesome good <laughs> yeah. to see oh, brilliant <laughs> but I, I did say to him i said i'm getting a bit stressed because obviously this is precious family time but we have race racing this weekend and i'm like can i sneak off to watch stuff yeah. I'm, tr- I'm trying to work out how 
how this is gonna work but yeah bring it bring it on oh as soon as I start showing him you get this physical response in your body don't you know I just get that excited feeling and I'm like yeah. yes it's, it's like that that's exactly oh. right indeed so um yeah it has been a couple of weeks and we apologize to uh, to all the avid listeners and viewers out there um it, we we just weren't able to, to to coordinate our schedules and get together um but but we're here now and we've got two races to talk about two incredible weekends of racing so we had the race in Italy and then we had the race in Spain and oh my god what in all three classes it's just been absolutely incredible obviously I'm biased I'm going to want to talk about talk about, talk about these guys so we've you know it's KTM in general it's Remy it's Miguel oh my god it's incredible I'm I'm just a converted KTM fan at the moment it's it's nuts um but but Manuel first of all let let's let's talk a little bit about can we can we talk about Moto3 to start with, I know we've got lots to talk about in the MotoGP, but I think with Moto3, there's a lot going on. And when we when we talk about safety and that sort of stuff, Moto3, there's there's some stuff that's coming up on the horizon, isn't there? There's, there's been some changes, but there's also a lot of talk talk about safety in Moto3. Yes, yes, you are you are right, especially after the Barcelona race, where in the last laps it was complete madness, you know, because oh yeah. They were rather like in the last laps, like getting on the side on the track and 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 like telling the other riders to overtake them. So Alcova. it yeah. was yeah, really, really dangerous situation. Mm. And the organization did very well in convoking, yep. you say yep. convoking the team mm. managers, the Moto3 team managers, and telling them that uh, race direction is going to be very harsh with these situations mm. and by bringing in the managers they have directly made them also responsible yeah yeah why did they do this it's very simple because the penalties applied until now you know uh, the benefit was higher yep. than the the, the penalty, penalty. Mm-hmm. exactly that that's exactly right as, as we saw with was it the first race or the second race of the season we have people people winning from pit lane or it's yeah it's it's crazy exactly yeah if you start 15 seconds from the pit lane if you start three positions behind what you got in the practice the 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 category is so tight mm-hmm. and so you know uh, that at the end it really doesn't matter yep i yep. reckon they and, should just chuck them away out there and and the last lap counts that's it <laughs> just do a one lap sprint that's it Cause, no more. yeah because i can i give a quick a quick mention of darren binder like in last yeah. weekend's race he rode a freaking amazing race he and he was going from first to seventh to like he just fought sure. and there's just there's no they're just all over the bloody place it's an absolute shit show i don't they must get yeah. so frustrated because it's not even a is it about skill? Is it because the bikes are the same? Is it's it? It's genuinely a lottery, and you're and you're right. Ugh. You've you've hit the nail on the head there, Andrew. It's because the bikes are so similar, mm-hmm. and and the, the power is down. They don't have a lot of power, and so it's all about slipstreaming, and and yeah, the, the, there's no real room for anyone to get away. I think, Manuel, over the last few days, we've seen some some potential rule changes over the next year. I think they want to encourage close racing, but they want to allow. A couple of separate groups, don't they? The, with some of the rules that Carmelo's looking to change over the next few years. Well, I, I don't know, but look, uh, introducing, try to introduce rules in the race is for me very difficult. But mm. look, in my opinion, it's only always my opinion. It happens because the bikes are too 
slow or too easy to write yep. or whatever, you know, something like this has not happened. This means the, the chassis, this, the chassis, the suspension and the brakes, they are so much over the, the engine performance, mm. but it makes that they all keep together. Right. Mm-hmm. And then going, going back to the new managing of this situation, look, for a young rider, what we just said, Stu, if you push him three positions behind, he doesn't care. Especially, yeah. they are full of testosterone, you know, you, they don't... So, the, the situ, they only will care if you take them out for, for a Grand Prix. Yeah. Or even, it, it, or even exactly. two. And then they will see the races from home and then they will think. Because mm. if you, 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 you penalty with them, them with 50 they don't care but make them watch the races from home yep after one race after the second i i tell you that they turn into the most angelical riders (laughs) they'll they'll roll over and let you pat their belly (laughs) with with some wings you know yeah yeah (laughs) and this is true but this is the same for the managers because if the manager sees that his rider is not racing the following the next race what happens? He has to explain this to the managers, to the sponsors. He probably loses money because the rider is not riding. So uh, Dorna has been smart doing that mm. move, in my opinion. Mm. Yeah. Because look, ra- group racing is not, it's dangerous. Okay, we saw it with Jason Dupasquia mm-hmm. situation. But if you look at the Red Bull Rookies Cup, and I, I don't know if you have seen any race of the Red Bull little Cup. Little bits. Okay, there are groups, the same groups, yeah. but, and there are crashes and touches, but they are not dirty maneuvers because mm. they have been told very well before the start of the race, if you race dirt, you stay out from this championship. Yep, exactly. So, so you can see competitiveness, but clean, you know? Yeah. So it's not a problem of group racing. It's a problem of the behavior of the riders. That's You're right. And, it, and it's, it's a case of the, the penalty fitting. It's it being a, enough of a deterrent. You're dead right. And you, 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 run the, you run the risk. And we've spoken about it here before with, with the likes of, you know, we single out Mark Marquez, but he's, he's not the first. But when, when the antics, if you, if you will, they, they really changed around MotoGP. A lot of that with him and some of his peers as well, and some people before and after him, they've gotten like that in MotoGP because they haven't been penalized in the lower classes. And so realistically, Dorna is doing a very good thing by making sure that they do penalize in the lower classes, hopefully in in coming months, um, to make sure that those guys know as they move up to those higher classes that that sort of crap isn't going to be stood for. Don't we let, have another? Tell, is, isn't there another so, little? Sorry, Andra, I, I, I want to um, introduce something. With what uh, Race Direction has done, I would headline this Do what I say, but don't do what I do. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because. Typical mom and dad you, answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But how can you. Uh, complain or tell the riders not to do certain things when the race direction judges as a race uh, action what Jack Miller did with Mir in Qatar. Yeah, yeah. 
You know, Jack, we saw it. Jack ran straight into the bike mm -hmm. of, of uh, Mir. And mm -hmm. then the race direction said, no, it's a race uh, situation. Mm -hmm. Racing incident. So these young guys, they look at them and yeah. they say, well, if, if he can do this, why shouldn't I do that? E so exactly, they, yeah. They have to be, how do you say it, uh, logical with their words. But they do. And, and I suppose, look, this exposes, you're dead right with what you say there, Manuel, realistically. The, the incident with Jack is one thing. Another thing, we'll, we'll just jump forwards to Fabio. What happened with, with Zippergate, let's call it, okay? That, that, again, that's another load of bullshit from race direction. No consistency, no guidance, no direction from race direction, which is what they're called. You know, he should have been black flagged. Everybody knows that now. If during the race, I was, I think I was on WhatsApp with you, Andrew. Yeah, we're missing you. Black flag. Yeah. It had to be, absolutely. The consistency just doesn't seem to be there, does it, Manuel? Look, what happened in Barcelona with the famous zipper is so contradictive, you know, because yep. we saw, we, we all were clear that he should have been black flagged. Mm -hmm. yeah. If, look, if anything would have happened, he crashed. Today, there would be another drama. You know, yep. we had had another drama, 100%. Okay, then they penalized him after the race with three seconds. Yeah. Look the relationship. So it's the same fault, the same mistake or the same whatever. So mm -hmm. if you do it during the race, you lose 25 or 20 points. If you do it after the race, it's three seconds. Is there any equality? No. Zero. Not whatsoever. Exactly. So, yeah. Then the question is, why didn't they do this during the race? Did the race direction don't know the rules when they were watching? And did they read the rules after the race? So it's so because he was uh, never going to stop himself. He was never oh, no. going to go now and stop me. Oh, no, that's right, Andrew. Andrew. He's and, admitted and that, that himself. He's a yep. racer. That's fine. Yep. Yeah. A racer, they, you have to shoot him to stop mm -hmm. him. You know? And yes. that's fine. But <laughs> like I sat there watching Jack ready to overtake him, and I was like, oh <laughs> shit. Like if yeah. this, yep. So yeah. so it was pretty absurd. And Fabio got penalized twice in Barcelona. One because of the zipper that we it's really absurd. Three seconds for the zipper after the race, black flag during the race. So mm. who understands this? Mm -hmm. And then he get he got another three seconds because he ran off and stuffing up the long lap penalty mm. for, for shortcutting yeah. the long lap. Yeah. So look, the situation there was the following. He didn't gain any advantage because basically well, he basically ran out off track because he tried to save a crash. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. So then he returned in front of Jack. If he had just let Jack pass, he would not have been penalized. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So Fabio doesn't know the rules or he was so in stress that he didn't think about it. Okay. Now, what about the team? Mm. Why didn't they tell him, let Jack pass you because you were because obviously the team everything is analyzed. What the hell of professionals are they? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, this is a real manager immediately says, "Wow, he will penalize." Mm. Let Jack pass on the on the board or however. exactly, yep, and, and maybe lose half a second overtake. and then try to overtake him. Exactly. Yeah, and then they would have not reason to penalize him. So yep. look, I know that 
from outside and with the time, it's very easy to say mm -hmm. these things. Yeah. But therefore, the, there, the writer, I, I admit that he can uh, maybe not think about this, but the team, you know how much um, team manager makes a year for this to run a team? Yeah. You know how much money is in is 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 in the play. So it's not just a spectator that sits there in the box. He's a manager, mm. and he runs a business. He ne he he needs to know the rules of the business and apply them. So for me, this is something that really I would fire that guy. Exactly, mm -hmm. it's it's elementary. That's exactly right. And I suppose coming back to race direction as well, um, they have one job. And that's to enforce is to interpret and well, you don't need to interpret. You've got to read the rules and enforce the rules. That's it. There's no interpretation. It's black and white. That's no, no, there's nothing else. They've clearly failed at doing that, and they've clearly well, it's clear to me anyway. It's other people might disagree. They've clearly failed to do that because they're scared about the repercussions if they penalise the world championship leader, or, or, or near enough. Uh, um, uh, to, to the point where they're bringing him back to the back to the to the rest of the field, there's going to be calls, or they think there might be calls of oh bias, or they only did this to make the racing more equal, and it's not fair. So surely, when safe, safety is involved, that's next level. That's that's a whole other thing. It's safety. Yeah, but exactly. but Andra, look, to judge is always difficult. You know. Mm. Judge when you judge something, or when a judge judges, there is always a part that thinks that will be uh, how do you say uh, penalized? Always. Yeah. Oh, we sit but, on our lounge and judge all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they but, have to have but, a thick skin, don't they? Yeah, no, but it's their job. If you are yep. race direction and you have you and you you try to avoid problems, mm. what is what what they did with with what you explained? Yep. Then. They are not. They shouldn't be judges. Exactly, they're mm -hmm. not and, in the right and, job. And they, look, and the thing is that they decided to penalize Fabio, not because they had idea to penalize, but because Ducati and Suzuki Complained. went to the race direction and yep. asked them. No, no, there was not even an official request. Really? Oh. Because when you do an official request, you have to put money on the table. Oh, that's yes. right. That's right. I remember this conversation from last year. Yes. Okay. Yes. So yep. what happened? They just went to a race direction and said, what, what are you going to do with this situation? But mm. didn't put on the table. We want to do an official mm -hmm. uh, statement about this. So yeah. only because they went there, then the race direction changed their situation. Oh, yes, it was dangerous. While yeah. when he was riding, it seems that it wasn't that dangerous because they didn't stop him. Mm. But Stu, I th I am with you, and it's obviously personal opinions. They try to avoid problems. Yeah. Where yeah. to me, there's got to be. They should have been able to make that call and back themselves, and go, yeah. no, for the safety of our riders, this is mm -hmm. in our rules. There was this and this, and we're sticking to it. Yep. Exactly. Some, surely they... someone's grown up enough in that group of people to make that call. Yeah, they and, need to and, get, and, get, and, get rid and, of the people. And, just have a robot and an algorithm. Go. Yeah, but look, even a judge, you know, the, the rules to be a judge, I don't know in Australia. In Spain, you have to study for years. Yes. You, know? yep. Yep. you, you have to know the rules. Mm. And even after being super studied, the rules can be interpreted. So there is always a certain margin, right? 
yep. uh, from from one year to six years for the same problem or or, yep. or so it's so difficult mm. you know but you have to be first prepared second but have the the nuts you know to do it if yeah. someone was you riding know? and their helmet fell off yeah you can't tell I me think. they wouldn't stop like how's that different well let's think you look at what the rule, the rule says they must have this list of safety equipment it must all be serviceable and functional at all times and if it's not then that that rider will be taken out of the race immediately no, that's no, the rule the problem, no Stu, the problem is the rule exists that you say all the gear has to be uh, fixed and work for its proposal during the race. Yep, yep. The problem is that you can't, after each uh, rule, put behind the penalty. So this is a general rule for right, yep. penalizing, you know. Mm-hmm. And and this rule is too subjective. Yeah, too broad. It's so. And, and an example is this: you can penalize him with three seconds. That's a joke, or take him out of the race. Yeah, that's absurd. Wow, yeah, crazy. Anyway, and I'm, not, I'm sure we haven't heard the last of this as well. Like uh, we, we, we're gonna see. I, I'm, I'm, I've been hearing something about they're expanding on on the wording of some rules, and I'm sure we'll see another event sometime during this year where race race direction will have to interpret a rule. Um, and I predict that they will not be lenient next time that they have to interpret a rule. So that's Can I that's just say, thinking. too, um, from a Gossip Girl perspective, that Fabio's not really handling it that well either. I think he had a bit of a dig at Casey Stoner and said, oh, he just sits, he goes fishing and sits at home and watches because Casey made a comment about him. He should have been black flagged. And I saw that, yeah. He had a bit of a dig and it's like, come on, mate. Like, how I don't understand how he can sit there too and be like, why is everyone hating on me? Why they all, doesn't he get it? But then in the next breath, Fabio also said, yeah, I, I, I agree. I admit I should have been black flagged, mm. you know, so which is, which is look, weird. This is very good. Just think, when Fabio said, yes, I should have been black flagged, what did he do? Close the topic. Yeah. Somebody has told him that is some, um, uh, how do you say, um, advisor Mm -hmm. has told him, close this situation, admitting the... Just leave it. Your your fault. Yes. And he did very well, because if not, this would have continued. Yes, no, Joe, you see this... So, exactly. Yes, I should have penalized. Bye bye. End of the story. Next yep. chapter. That's yep. that's right. That's right. So yeah, okay. So let's move on. That was that we were supposed to be talking about Moto Three. Oh my God. That was... <laughs> <laughs> so let's, let's just cross that off the list for later. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That that was the Fabio discussion. Okay. No worries. But anyway, coming back to Moto Three. Look, realistically, I've got one word on my notes here. It says Moto Three, insanity. That, that's all it is. And a lot of that is the safety stuff that we were talking about, yes. But as you can see, Andrew's shaking her head. Yeah, it's, it has been absolutely insane. I, I mean, I know Moto3 is always close racing, but it's gotten closer. It's, it's gotten more crazy, hasn't it, Andrew? Uh, it, bleh. <laughs> yeah. Bleh. Exactly. That was interesting. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Right? That explained it perfectly. Um. <laughs> Shit, I just don't know. I, I'm yeah. loving watching it so much. I actually enjoy Moto3 more than MotoGP, yeah. but but it's just, you want to see these, st- and Acosta, I'm like, come on, I don't know, you want to see all this stuff happen, and then it just, I just, it's, I don't know. 
it's <laughs> the, the unpredictability of it. It's it's crazy. I was talking to my my daughter has gotten into into MotoGP this year because she's a, a KTM nut. Um, I think I've mentioned on the podcast before she rides a KTM and she's loving bikes. Um, and and she's saying that she enjoys Moto Three and Moto Two more than MotoGP mm-hmm. at the moment. It, it's it's absolutely crazy for us. So that's that's an insight into you know if that's an insight into the into the younger viewer, then you know Moto Three and Moto Two like. <sighs> Congratulations, you're doing something right. Yeah, Andrew. Manuel, how do you feel yes. about Moto3? I adore Moto3. You can't look. Normally, during the Moto3 races, I start to write, in, to write things I have to do. Mm-hmm. But with these races, you can't. I can't, can't look away. I just to, yeah, you can't. <laughs> because change, things change from one curve to another, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. We've converted Amanda. Excellent. I was about to say, I feel like we've gifted you with something. You've gifted us with what you do for us. <laughs> but uh, but regarding Moto2, it's really, it looks like it's a two-man two, two championship. It is. Mm-hmm. It is indeed. Great segue. Thank you, Manuel. Yes. Yeah. Moto2. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. It, it, it's, I, I don't know if my heart can take it. I genuinely don't know if I can take it anymore. All this, all this stuff with, with, with Remy and, and his teammate. Oh, my God. It, it's nuts. It's absolutely incredible. I feel like this is when you watch Federer and Nadal and you don't know who you want to win because you love them both. It's like that. Like that, yeah, yeah. I mean, Raul, obviously, being Aussie, we, we love Remy, but as well, but just from a from a from a, a motorsport point of view, like fan point of view, watching Raul and what he's done as a rookie to come onto that bike this year. Oh my god, that, and, that is. And knowing that he's sitting there, people are going, "Oh, you're going to go up next year," and he's just like, "You know what? I'm not in a rush. I'm going to yeah. learn." Like to see that humble side where he goes, "I'm not in a hurry," and he's just doing his thing. It He's not trying to prove so, anything. Yeah. He's yeah. Have I you have you, you spoken you, to him at all, Manuel? Or yeah, I tell you something that in which was the last race in Catalonia in Barcelona, mm-hmm. I find out that Raúl has asked his team to his team to stay one more year in Moto Two. Yep. Excellent. Got to respect. That, I don't right? know yep. if he will do it, but he, I think he is doing. He's being smart. You know. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because most of the contracts in Moto in MotoGP expire of, at the end of 2022. Yeah. So if he joins them in 2021, his options will be what? KTM. Yeah. Aprilia in case of. Yeah. Maybe a Ducati. Mm-hmm. In 2022, all six brands will have will be open. Mm-hmm. So easy. On, on site in this part, his manager has been smart. Let's stay another year in Moto2, although it's a risk because in Moto2, the, the one year you are, you are up there, the other year you are like Betzeki. Betzeki last year. I was about to was... say Betzeki, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yep. But Raul, everyone knows. I, I think we, I told you, if I were Honda, I would have signed him already for whatever he wants. And I would have signed Acosta again. You know, within three, four years, you know mm. that these guys are different. You yeah. know that. that that's so that's easy. It, that's it. Again, the writing's on the wall. Exactly. You can you can see it straight away. You're, you're dead right, man. Well, in, in five years' time, we're going to be talking about MotoGP, and it will be Acosta, and, and it oh, will be Ralph Fernandez, and it will 100%. be some guys around them. You know, that, yeah, that's and, exactly And uh, the case of Remy is different because Remy, do, do you realize how 
what confidence does. You know, because at the end, Remy is so strong because he believes in himself like never, ever before. Yep. You know, because he, he knows that I am the man this year. Mm-hmm. He has the contract for KTM. So he's riding so relaxed, so knowing, you know, that believing yeah. in himself. Exactly. Yeah. He, he really, that, that sense of belief is, is really been there. Those, these last two races where he's had that, that genuine pressure and he's had that punch up with his, with his, with his teammate for the entire race. And he's just played to his own strength. You know, he didn't, he didn't rush and try and get out front straight away. He just let the guy go, let the guy lead. And then when it comes to his time, when he knows he's strong in the race, he just yeah. came past, took the lead and, and took the win. Absolutely. So mature. And I think you Aussies are looking forward to see him in MotoGP. Oh, my no? God, yes. Wow. To see a, a gardener, a new, another gardener in MotoGP, that is not just anything. You know, it's something I special. Know. It, it is. It is. It's been it's been bloody horrible down here. I've been I've been having to put up with on, on my social media Wayne Gardner down oh, here, all banging on about his son. Oh my god, oh, he's he's atrocious. And and I'll tell you, he can talk as well. He he, he loves to have a talk. Hey, I think it, we oh, yeah. Go on. No, you finish that first. No, I was going to say like we we I'm not sure if it was Spain or Italy when uh, Simon Crayfar was interviewing Remy, and um, he he basically said. Remy, fantastic win, you know, in his, in his Kiwi That was a very good impression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fan, fan, fantastic He's win, whispering. Remy. He's Absolutely whispering. wonderful. He does, doesn't he? It's, it was so good, mate. Uh, tell us, how do you feel? And he, and he does that. And then Remy banged on for like 10 minutes. Oh, it was great. It was good. And I was doing this. And he gave a, a narrative of the whole race. <laughs> and he finished off by saying, I'm lost for words. I've got no yes. words. <laughs> you're not mate you can talk underwater with a mouth full of marbles exactly just like his dad <laughs> just like his dad and we love them both for it we we absolutely it's bloody do. awesome hey i was gonna say isn't there a little aussie guy that's come through red bull that's stepping in to moto three uh there is too uh what's his name he's he, he's under um he's under jack's wing ah it's not billy no, Billy, Billy, Billy Van Aert, isn't he? No, 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 it's Billy. not Billy. No, isn't, Billy he, isn't he stepping no, in? He, no, no, because he oh, has let me Google. already. No, let me Google. There's a little Aussie guy that's fill, that's filling in for someone in Moto3. I think yeah, it but, might be the young lad that's sponsored by, he's partially sponsored by Peregrine Gloves. And uh, guys, if you're watching this from Peregrine Gloves, I expect a shout out for the Piscina Report for this one because I'm just giving you a free plug. <laughs> I think he might be sponsored by Peregrine Talons. Um, and riding over in Europe, I seem to remember those guys talking about him as well and, and talking him up. Yeah, I haven't good. noticed him in in, uh, in the Rookies Cup. I, was, I have to I was say, say, you can't hear anyone else walking around going, G'day, mate. No, <laughs> <laughs> just, just around. Oh, you she's live Googling it. You what's the, that, that? That always works, doesn't it? So, <laughs> indeed. So, so yeah, realistically, so you think Raul will. He'll stay in Moto Two for another year. That's that's clearly his um, yeah. his his preference. But we've been hearing all this stuff about about Yamaha trying to poach him and then getting told to get stuffed. They couldn't afford him as well. Uh, Stu, now everyone will start to speculate, you know. But as I told you, the smartest move, probably, maybe, probably, no, probably, maybe he has already something signed, which I would 
wouldn't have done because he's just on the growing like a souffle. You know, yeah, everyone yep. is interested in him. Like a souffle. Like a souffle. I love it. It's great. He's rising beautifully. <laughs> He's getting that creme brulee grey glaze over the top. <laughs> How do you spell souffle? I must put this in my notes. Souffle. Yeah, yeah, we'll, S-O-U-F-F-L-E. L-E. Is, that a, is, that a, is that a French word? Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes. You should know that. You learn French. You should I, know. I learned new French this week. Do you want to know what I learned? Oh, God. Is it a swear word? Oh, oh. oh. No, no, it's la coup. It's your bum. <laughs> well, you have, two. you have to have la coup et souffle. Exactly. <laughs> la coup et un souffle. S'il vous plaît. Oui, oui. Oh, my God. Oh, well. Yeah, so, yeah, so Raul, yeah, definitely. I, I, I think he'll stay. I think it's definitely the best thing for him. Get another year under his belt. And as you, as you say, Manuel, to wait out and see what happens throughout 2022 and Look, um yeah. Stu, if i if i were honda i would have signed him immediately yeah and if there is somebody who needs rider it's honda oh hell yeah well they need more than a rider let me tell yeah, you about that probably it's... three of them <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah and some engineers too and some managers and some engineers regarding this i have to tell you that in barcelona uh, appeared an engineer that was basically sent to the second division of racing to World Superbike. Right. And he is one of the, the last Moikan of the old Honda school. Mm-hmm. His name is Shinichi Kokubu. Okay. And uh, <clears throat> is he Bautista's he engineer, in... is he? Sorry? Is he Bautista's engineer? Yeah. Well, he was, for your information, the di- director of the technical development division in Honda. Imagine mm-hmm. what this means. So, only the big responsibility. Had, Your head's on a chopping yeah, block. <laughs> he had a fight, internal fight, with Takeo Yokoyama, who is a representative engineer from the new school. Mm-hmm. And they had a, a fight, and Takeo won. And Kokubu, was sent to World Super Right. Having him in back in MotoGP meant that oh oh somebody in Honda has shaken the tree. <laughs> so Clearly. obviously I asked him about what he was doing in Barcelona. Mm-hmm. And you know, a very polite, very he said, well. I am here trying to find out if we understand finally what is going on here. Ah, right. That's the only sentence that I, he said, but it was clear enough. This said by a Japanese is a whole declaration, you know? Yeah, exactly. And didn't actually give you an answer as to whether, whether or not they had found an answer or anything. Just, yeah, basically mm-hmm. just. Mm. I, I can, yeah. This is, this, guy? this is Kokubu, exactly. Kokubu-san. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I recognize him. Yeah, yeah this guy, the guy with the mask on. The you guy with the mask. Because, <laughs> I mean, incidentally, I've, I've actually been hearing over this last week as well that all, all of the I'm, – I'm, I'm, I'm an Aussie. I'm going to say whinging. It's not whinging. I know it's complaining that the, that the riders have been making about the bikes we, over the last two races. Mm. Be, I've heard pole. I've heard – uh, the both of the Marqueses and and Taka both saying we physically can't ride the bike any faster. That's it. There, there is no more. 
Um, and now over in World Superbike, I'm hearing Bautista saying the same thing. Um, so it, it, the, the problem seems to be just getting worse and worse. It's infecting yeah. World Superbike as well. Look, World Superbike is, is the backyard, but very backyard of Honda. So until they fix MotoGP, for them backyard is, uh, I mean, for them World Superbike is basically zero interest, you know? Yeah. And um, I tell you, you know that there was a test pit after the, the Catalonia circuit, yep. uh, Catalonia race, and uh, it seems that Honda had stuff to test immense. Mm-hmm. No, no matter what you read or have read about this test, the tests were super disappointing. Really? So whatever <laughs> you read is violin music yeah Nothing. yeah yeah it's, it's sprinkles on the cake <laughs> yeah yeah no uh mark did nine almost a hundred laps that is very interesting and we are going back to this later mm. but for example paul espargaro the only one who tested new stuff was marcus what what did they do with paul look how interesting paul said look they have taken my bike my actual bike 2021 and they, ha- they have been changing all the new pieces and putting in last year pieces. Oh, jeez. But every once uh, at a time, for example, you know, to try yep. to see where, which piece makes the difference. Yeah, which, know, which piece is wrong. Uh, yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. for example, they take out the swing arm and put another swing arm. Yep. Okay. Oh, it's good, it's good now. Oh, the swing arm is the problem. Yeah. So they put back the new swing arm. Then they change the back, uh, how do you say? Uh, about, um, shock? Shock, the back shock. Yep. Uh, maybe the internal uh, for, front fork. Yeah. You know, this. so they are going to this basic, you know? Wow. Let's check to, to find out which is the piece that makes that bike unrideable. That really is going back to basics. That is desperate. That is desperation, isn't it? That is the ABC, you know, yes. ABC of yeah. <laughs> incredible. So, and this is what he, uh, Paul did. Look, Paul has crashed already nine times this season. With but hell, really? Nine. With the KTM last year, in the whole season, he crashed just 10. Mm. Mark Marquez has crashed seven times. His brother, seven times. Nakagami five times. Is that all? I thought he'd fallen off more. So imagine, you know, like this, uh, how do you say, in the rodeos, these bulls that are like... Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, the the, the rodeo bulls, yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And you keep throwing them off. Exactly. It's basically, I mean, when they get on the bike, they should put a rope, you know, to... Yeah, yeah, the bucking bronco, (laughs) that's it. And a hat. And a hat, exactly. Instead of the helmet, yeah. Oh my God, that's crazy. So let's let's talk a bit more about about that about Marquez. Um, what do you what are your thoughts on on where he's at? Like Mark, obviously not Alex. Marquez crashed in all the races he has done so far. Yeah. All. yeah. And I have to say that the speech he made after the Barcelona crash, I didn't like it. Although, obviously. He doesn't care, but I didn't yeah. like because he said to, he felt in on lap number seven. 
Okay, he said, "No, oh, but today I have enjoyed because I have been attacking, and I uh, the crash doesn't matter because this is how I raced. Yeah, I am I Mark that. Marquez. Yep. So for me, it was. But up until then, I was really happy because I was up with the lead pack and I was attacking, and yeah, but you crash, so you clearly learned, can't so, ride with them. <laughs> look, there, there is a complete difference between his words. We go back to do what I say, but don't do what mm -hmm. I do." We yep. go back because when you see off the bike, he says, no, there is only, I have realized that there are many races, but just one body yeah, nah, nah. that yeah. I have to go step by step. Mm -hmm. Nothing. Then nothing matches when, when he puts on the helmet, nothing. Yeah. So mm. said this, then remember that we have said that he has done only almost a hundred laps on practice sessions. That's right. Yeah. After yep. the Grand Prix. I tell you that Mark is going minimum podium in Germany, if not win next weekend. Okay. Well, obviously, Saxon Ring next week, next weekend, that's that's Mark's playground. He's, what, eight wins on the trot there, something like that? Or, or, or ten. Maybe or ten, or maybe. I, I don't know something. So, yeah, I, and that was, actually was one of the questions that I had down to ask you on this was, uh, my opinion was, Mark's clearly not going to win. So who is going to win? But you're saying now that he will be, you think he'll be back up there? Yes. In Germany, yes. After, especially okay. after seeing how many laps he did, and he mm -hmm. has had two weeks from that. Mm -hmm. In Germany, yeah. the, I, I, I bet money on, on podium minimum. Yep. How much okay. money? <laughs> how much money? How many beers? I accept, I accept a proposal. How many beers? <laughs> Right, one we'll beer. Ch we'll, we'll chat after. One very yeah. large beer. So I think he will do very well there. Very well. Very well. Uh, obviously, it will depend also uh, on the weather. No, we in Germany, I don't know. Yeah, clearly, it, yeah, it, it, it can it can rain in the middle of summer in the Saxon Ring. Who who knows? It gets very cold very quickly. But no, that's interesting. Okay, so th there we go, ladies and gentlemen. There's 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 one of the scoops of the week. Is going is Marquez <laughs> on the podium in Germany? <laughs> Possibly, maybe either that. Or he'll crash on lap seven. I, I really believe. I really believe. Ooh. Okay, cool. Cool. Okay, Stu. That's, that's at a certain point, we have to talk about KTM. There's something else I'm I want to talk so, about too, which I'm, is quick. I'm so glad to yeah. Get, let's let's talk about Andrew's thing first. Yeah, go mine, for it. Mine goes back a couple of weeks, but. It was just too funny and horrible and everything at the same time. Zarko when when Anaya ran up Zarko's ass. Yeah, that's, oh <laughs> my they, god! When they they were they done their, hit the warm, They did the, the warm up lap. <laughs> we haven't talked about this. We have. This has been my favorite thing over the last since I've watched. I know. Motor I TV. know you're egging me on. I know what you. I know what you want. Do it. Really hard. Really hard. <laughs> I've given myself a concussion for the face palm of the week. It's the face palm of the year. It's Bastion face palm of the decade. Oh and my at, God, first, it is. at first, I went, Oh, am I allowed to say swear words? I can't remember if we're allowed to swear. Go on, do it. Why not? I was like, Fucking Zarko, he broke him, put his brakes on in front of him. And then I was like, No, they're coming up to the grid. Of course, they're going to be slowing down. Yeah, and, so this and, is this is and the I'm thing, very though. curious what exactly happened. We these are these are the ins and outs that we don't see as a as a as a as a viewer on the outside of the bubble. We don't see, but from the conversations afterwards, it was made quite clear that as a MotoGP rider, when you when you're a MotoGP rider, 
when you're coming up to the grid and you're doing that sort of brake checking, you don't go up right behind somebody. You just, apparently, you just you don't do it for that exact reason. You always make sure you're offset. But yeah. Bastianini, for some reason, didn't do that. And he was right behind, have, in line with Zarco. And Zarco had to jam his brakes on because he's got to activate his start device. So he's got to drop the front forks. So he has to do it. And as he did that, Bastianini went whack right in the I, back of him. But I, I, haven't you heard the reason why he did that? No. Uh, go on. Fantastic. Look, <laughs> it's something that you can't imagine that something like this happened in this sophisticated MotoGP full of electronics. What happened was that Bastianini was looking at his arm because you know that on the leathers, mm. there is there are lights. Oh, yeah, with your airbags. Yeah. The airbags, right? Uh, green meaning that the airbags is ready to work. It's working. Oh, yep. I thought it was something so to do with he, their angle. Now you're teaching no, me So something. he was looking at his light because it didn't light up. The oh, right. So he's just gone, oh, what's arm. going on there? And then, bah! Ah. How did his airbags go <laughs> then? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> A second of distraction. Bang! Your airbag's gone off now, isn't it, mate? Yeah. So <laughs> then, all this uh, went finished at Alpine Stars because that green light should have uh, light lighted mm -hmm. after having been plugged in. Yep. But the, the leather was not plugged in, so the, the light didn't light up. Ah. Mm -hmm. But then the people of Alpine Stars said they don't need to do this because when you charge it, it works for two days. So at the end, it was something so stupid, like wow. he was looking at his light, the light, the light. of his office. So light Pay doesn't matter when you're driving, kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that, that leads me to another thing, because when he, when he came off, his airbag was actuated, and yes. then he ran back around, went to the pit, started from the, started from the pit lane, and there was also some words about, hang on, why did you let him start with only one airbag charge? He has to have two airbag charges. So that was another potential safety thing. Well, uh, no, mm. if he would have crashed, the airbag would that's have it. worked because it explodes twice. And then he right? wouldn't well, have been able to get back. He, that's it. would have been it, right? That's, that's, that's the thing. That's why they have to have two airbags. So, it's because they get back on the bike and ride mm. off. Exactly. In this situation, what should ha have happened if it happened? Race direction should have? Yeah. Like flagged him. Yes, but yeah. who trusts? Exactly. Oh, my God. But yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, another crazy thing. Yeah, Andrew. Another race direction thing, I think. The um, track limits stuff going oh, on. Oh, shit. Track limits. Oh, my God. It's, there's so much stuff. We're going to be on. here all night. We are. We are. Up. I swear to God, right, all of those guys that got done for track limits, um, was it Juan Mir? Who, who else? Who else got done for track limits? In, in Moto2, someone got um, done for track limits. Well, I don't know. Oh, no, oh, no. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All those I'm going to go with Massia just because. Yeah, why not? Yeah. But I swear to God, all those guys had some part of their tyre still on the white stuff. Fair enough, they were on the green, but some of their tyre was still on the white. <laughs> oh, and Joe Roberts and McGill. Joe Oliveira. Roberts. Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, that's it. Yes. It, he was meant to be in third, wasn't he? And it took him yes. out of the podium. Yeah, that was the one. Yeah, Joe Roberts. Yeah. What do you it, think, Manuel? Look, I, I, 
Remember that uh, we explained here that this year there were sensors around the track, uh -huh. right? Mm. The sensor yeah. that is like a tube that yep. got Automatic. fixed. Look on on the on the photo you have behind you. These uh, tubes are just fixed when the painting finishes. Mm -hmm. Yep, just right there. That, that exactly. There. So yeah. it goes all around yeah. the the green, and. Mm. When some and it's a sensor, so mm -hmm. when somebody touches the sensor, he's out. Yep. And the rider know this, so you know it's it's yeah. At a certain place, you have to put the sensor. But even I heard something, and I can't remember where it was now. But with the placings from that race and how they remember they were switching because that person got it was um yeah that was, was Oliveira and Mia. But if they'd done it, if they'd done it and demoted demoted them in a certain order, Zarco actually would have been second. Like there was a way that ah, they, yeah, true. You, if yes. they didn't do it correctly, or yep. not correctly, that would have demote them, demote the them, demote body. them, as opposed to cancel each other out. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It wasn't well, very, I don't know. yeah, but as I tell you, uh, to be a judge is so difficult. You know, oh, yeah. and it, look, <laughs> yeah. the the other day I was saying it's like the soccer referee that he never if you if you hear to the people he never takes the right decision because yep. there is always half of the people who are against what he decides that's exactly so right difficult. so but what is uh, i think the key of judging is to keep the line you know okay i go i judge in this line and whatever happens i follow the same line yeah, but consistency when you start and now you do the same situation you judge judge it in different ways then is where the confusion but does it arises. depend on the track as well because that last track obviously it's like the it wasn't a smooth transition from the stripy bits to the green there yeah, was, it, was it just disappeared sharp angle there. so it didn't look no one was actually going they were sticking to I their line they were still I, I, yeah, I didn't see anybody, and I didn't hear about anybody getting track limits, warnings, or notifications during practice. I, I, I don't know what what's happening with the track limits warning during practice, but it looked realistically, if I was a rider, I would be pushing track limits and breaking track limits during practice, mm -hmm. so I know no, where no, the limit no, is. No, no, but Stu, in practice, is much easier because they immediately cancel the lap. It happens automatically. Mm. Nobody yeah, but did they get, it happened. It did happen a bit. Yeah, did they get happening. notifications as to where it was happening? It, it appears on the screen on the timings. Right. Do they know a, where? A, will they know where? Or will they know because they've yeah, I suppose they'd know. So, so yeah, I mean, in, in and, that and case, there is then, another thing. Look, there is another thing. You are you have you don't have the right to complain. So if they say track limits, end of the story. Yeah. Imagine if not the queue. In front of race direction after yeah, it's gone, oh my god. <laughs> after they, yeah. Yeah. they would have for hours discussing with the rider. And that and zippers open and penalties. <laughs> and, <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I think I think during the races, I think Andrew, you and I were were talking and I said, Well, it's a shit rule, but it's a rule, and if they've broken it, it's just too bad. Claro. That's That's true, it. but that That's last race seemed a bit next level. It well, did. I don't know. It, yeah. It really did, yeah. So there's obviously some some kind of um, issue there that they that they need to sort out. I don't know how they do it, um, but yeah, let, let's see let's see how that evolves through the year. Indeed. Um, okay, look, I, I I want to talk about KTM, but I also want to talk about um, Grand Mir 
and Jack as well. What do, what do we want to talk about first? Let, let's leave KTM for the last, so we le- we finish in a high, you know. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. Let let's talk about let's talk about Juan. What what what's going on in Suzuki? I mean, like seriously. That Look, I I had it, a long not... interview, a long interview with Juan before the race in Catalonia. Okay, it mm-hmm. was Thursday before the race, and he said to me things like, uh, I asked him. What do you feel when Marquez says that you won the championship by not risking? And this you can do just once. And obviously, he said, well, Mark should know that here you can't do anything without risking, especially now. Yeah. And then he says, for example, he said, I am very sad that uh, my title is more valued in Italy than in Spain, because in Spain nobody gives him uh, credit. Really? He said, yeah, he said, that's very sad, and so on and so on. And then I I showed him some figures. Last year, before the Catalonia race, he was eighth in the championship yep. with X points. This year, before Catalonia, he was fourth with no. m- more points. So he said, well, we are that bad. Yeah. <laughs> He's actually in a better so, position than he was last year. So, but this was before the race. And he expected in Barcelona, remember last year in Barcelona, I think he finished second. Yeah. So after the Barcelona, he was quite disappointed. And he said, um, he started to complain for the first time. Right. About Suzuki. Mm-hmm. And he said things like, um, I know that Suzuki can do more than they have done so far and they should because I need them to do the maximum if they want me to defend the title. Yep. Mm-hmm. So he's complaining and then I realize, I find out, you know, that Suzuki has already offered the management of, of, of the team to a manager of another team in the paddock. Oh, give me a name. Who? You have and, to give it a name, when, Manuel. W- yeah, when I heard that, I said, wow. And very, you know, Francesco Guidotti, who is Pramax team Pramac, manager. Yeah. Very good guy. Very good guy. The, he would perfectly match into the... Would he leave Pramax, though? That's a family environment. That's a... No, but Francesco Guidotti is a he professional. Just, you know? he just, and he'd take and, his whole team with him, wouldn't he? No, 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 no. He just went there as a manager because all the Suzuki team is Italian. Remember who built that up? Wow, oh, that's, that's and, right, yeah. And all the Italian members would uh, be happy to have him mm-hmm. because the problem is, and Emir told me, he said, look, you can't expect from a Japanese having the same character than from a Latin, Italian oh, or Spanish. Completely, so, yeah. Yeah, when you come down to fight for you or to solve problems, the Japanese will never jail, you know? They, mm. Their voice will be always the same, so they are really missing somebody. Yep. And, wow. and sorry, talking about Suzuki, yeah. another big shit from Alex Rins. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> Don't get me started. 
Don't get to be started. Go do, on. Do, yeah, I think you, you said that a few times on the weekend, didn't you? I, I did, yeah. Uh, contract reviews. They're clearly reviewing his contract, right? Do you, do you know what, what happened? He what, with off? his crash? Oh. <laughs> I heard... He was riding yes. his push bike around the track on Thursday or whatever, yes. doing a track ride, yes. and he was texting on his phone, wasn't watching where exactly. he was going, <laughs> and he ran into the back of a truck that was setting up bits of the track. I had exactly. an argument with my husband about this because I'm like, what a fucking dickhead. I'm what, like, yeah, what and he's an like, idiot. oh, he's like, things happen. I'm like, he's a professional athlete. Yeah, exactly. Pay attention. Like, yeah, well, if, if they, I tell you something, if they deduce the money of one Grand Prix, you know, that that would be professional. <laughs> that is professional. Yes. Yeah, but that is stupid. Uh, straight away after that, I mean, I think it, it's five Grand Prix in a row now where he's DNF'd. Um, yes. Uh, and, I, and I think it's pretty much four or five Grand Prix since he's actually signed that new contract. So I don't think he scored a point for Suzuki since he signed the new contract. Um I, I, I was saying to Andrew the other day, I will I will shave my head and <laughs> tattoo my eyeballs if somewhere in Suzuki there is not a contract review going on. They they are they are reviewing his contract. They have to. They have to yeah, be. They have to. Yes. They yes. might not get out of it, but the, but they're they're looking at how they can get out of it. No, 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 and there are certainly applying some clauses in that sense, you know, like okay, yeah. one mistake, two mistakes, five mistakes, no. Yeah. Five? No. no. You're gone. After yeah. after the third, his credit probably was already ended. Yeah, exactly. And this is why I call him rinse and repeat. Bloody dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so that's uh, it's Suzuki, it's it's not a good place for them. Like the the, the the Guidotti possibility, fantastic, but realistically, that's a that's a 2022 solution. For 2021, it's not looking good, is it, Manuel? I think we have said this much before the start of the season. Suzuki won't win the championship in a row. They yeah. haven't done this since 1980 something. Yeah, you know, they won the championship. And they don't have a satellite team. Why should they have a satellite team? Because they won the championship yeah, no, with no. having just one team. So ask, you know, ask the management in Japan who yeah, just gotta, see the Yeah, got to Hamamatsu and, and they'll go, oh, we yeah. won with only one team. So who, who see the results and then yep. you tell them, no, we need a satellite team. And the Japanese Mr. Suzuki says, what? Yeah. What for? We already won. No, because it, we're... Nah, 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 nah. Exactly. But then you go and look at Aprilia where, and you got Alicia Spargro. He says the same thing. He's like, it's the, we are struggling. Like we, we've got better results, but we're still struggling because realistically, there's only one rider who is getting data. Lucas Avedori, he's not really getting any valuable data whatsoever. And they don't have a satellite team. So they're in the same, exactly the same situation as Aprilia, aren't they? And... <laughs> Alej, you know that he has arm pumps problems. Oh, he yeah. made surgery. Oh. Yes. So he made surgery Monday that they have a lot of things to test. He was not able to test. Yes, so that's right. The other rider was and the Dobby wasn't available. Step rider of Salvadori. So imagine what they did. And yes. Dobby, and I know that Dobby doesn't want to share circuits with the other riders. You know, it's yeah, like exactly. a, 
So they are in a little bit different situation. I know, for example, that they have done a good offer to Bastianini for next year. Good. Good. It's it's their move. It's mm. their move, depending and uh, depending what Dovizioso does. But I, Dovizioso should be just a test rider because uh, yeah. full Grampi rider, he has not the the wish. It's basically, uh, he doesn't care. Yeah, nah. he, he hasn't got the passion to go and ride twenty one, twenty three, however many races, go all over the if world. It, nah. If he does, he does it for money, and mm-hmm. you know what Aprilia need needs is future, not not past. Yes, yeah, no, I see that as a good match, Aprilia and Bastianini. I think yeah. that's a good match for 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 both for both together. I really, really do. Okay, um, Jack, let's 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 just quickly talk about Jack as well. So, so Jack's obviously signed a new contract. Yay, awesome, absolutely fantastic. So he's confirmed to be with Ducati um, course for, for 2022, which is amazing. He's had some wonderful results, but in Italy, mm, not so Italy good. Italy didn't went well. In Barcelona, he finished on the podium and ended up. Yeah, because this guy stuffed up. <laughs> he, there was a big discussion in the box after the race, but big no, massive between Jack and Tardozzi. Really? You can't imagine. I didn't see what happened, but I heard it because you could have heard it from the outside. How 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 high they were yelling. At oh. the end, somebody of the team had to get between them to separate them. <laughs> this was in Spain, you said, was it? Last weekend in Barcelona, or... yeah, in Barcelona, two weeks and two well, weekends ago. What 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 about? Do you know what what were they what were they what arguing about? about? Very inter- it's so interesting, and it shows you the atmosphere that is in the normally is in the Ducati garage. Mm. When the race finished, Tardozzi approached uh, Jack and told him, "Why didn't you try to overtake Fabio?" Okay. He said, "You were you were behind him. Why didn't you overtake to?" And then seems. That Jackson. Now, because I knew that he was going to be penalized. Yep. And then they started to yell each other. And Jack sent uh, Tardozzi to that place. (laughs) And then from that point, the the level of the conversation started to grow, grow. There's got to be more behind. There has to be more to that because that was a pretty... No, 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 no. no. It's like this. Because, look, to understand, they interviewed Gigi Dalinia after the race. Remember, Zarco finished second, no? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. And Jack finished third. So they interviewed Dalinia said, well, Gigi, congratulations, uh, 20 more points for the championship and 60 more. He said, congratulations, why? When you could have done 25, 20 is not enough. Mm. This yep. is Ducati. Yep. And when they complain to Jack, it's you have to do the maximum, yeah. always. Yeah. But this is the racing spirit. You understand? Yeah. That's that's the Ducati a, mentality. That's the Italian racing mentality. You have to crush yeah, the opposition. That that exactly. is the old that is the old Honda mentality. But they you had they yes. had second and third. Not so not good what? enough. They yeah. could have won. Why are they going? Could to the they track? have? Do, do you second? think that? But do you think they could have won? 
Andrew? I don't know, but it's have... the spirit. You go to the weekends to the Grand Prix to win, not to make of second. Of course. Have, have you not, not seen sh- Talladega Nights, Andrew? <laughs> yes. Second place is first loser. <laughs> I know, but it's not like they went shit. They, yeah, anyway, I know. I know. Jack, and it's true. Jack didn't attack Miller. Mm. I mean, Miller, Zarco. Yeah, how, yeah. With an open with the open leather with a bike yeah, that Fabio. Was yeah. oh, Fabio titty boy titty so boy yeah. this may sound so strange but at the end it's what's what's racing about yeah wow. they should be up there yeah yeah indeed okay so and i mean he's he's still what fourth in the championship still still doing quite I think well he's th- isn't he third or oh, he's third now sorry yeah, yeah he's I'm fourth, pretty sure he's he was third. fourth after you... italy after spain he's third now that's yep. that's right you indeed. have fabio zarco jack and bagnaglia so and three bagnaglia. Ducatis chasing mm-hmm. chasing yes. uh, the yamaha oh, no, but, but again again you know if you can do first second is not enough yeah, exactly but exactly. i like right. this you know it it sounds like very um, how do you say very unhuman, but racing. But it's has racing. To do it's with... racing. Exactly. I know. Yes, it is. It's I racing. I, I had a moment. I heard my, I, every now and then I have these moments, and I hear Manuel's voice in the back of my head, like I was having a big gooey moment over Raúl and and his younger brother, <laughs> and I was just like, oh my god, they're so cute. And I could hear Manuel just going, Andrew, turn your mother like switch yeah. the mother off. Just switch the mother off. Yeah. Just. <laughs> yep. <laughs> If Raul had to kick his brother on the truck, he would. Exactly. Yep. But, oh God, All right. Little agent. Anyway, go on. Let's talk about these guys. Oh, my God. KTM. They've come so far in such a short amount of time. Last year, we were banging on about how, how good they were, and we were saying how good they were going to be in 2021. First couple of races of 2021, they were terrible. And they were making excuses. They were, oh, they're not tracks that suit us. It's not very good. Oh, we've got this new chassis and we're not sure. And everyone was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And they were going to have this super engine. And oh, yeah, they're, they're not fast. And all of a sudden, bang, they go to, they go to Italy. They've got a brand new chassis for the, uh, for, for the, for the factory team. And you've got Miguel Oliveira is, is on the podium. And Brad Bender was, what, fifth, seventh, something like that. Absolutely incredible. And then they go to Spain, and Miguel Oliveira just tears it up. Nobody was going – honestly, I, don't, I think even if Fabio's letters hadn't come and done, I think it still would have been a ding-dong battle between the two of them. And again, Brad Bender was like like fifth or sixth or something. What What's going on? Like this, this new chassis of theirs – absolutely incredible how fast they can turn around yeah. they've tried they've tried this 2021 chassis it hasn't worked and then bang 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 fix it it's it's done yeah no it's amazing how the reaction of ktm i, I oh. swear i haven't seen something like this ever. it's like a startup versus a corporation in 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 business terms you know that they yeah. they move so quickly it's amazing to see and look, what happened with this chassis was they had a problem with the front, mm. okay, since the start of the season. So in the Jerez test after the Grand Prix, they tried this new chassis and mm-hmm. it didn't work. So they went to Italy with two of these chassis, just two. And yep. we saw what happened. You know, yeah. Oliveira uh, made second and Brad was strong. So immediately, immediately, somebody called Austria and said, Start to produce chassis. Make them all. Yeah. 
this this was point number one. And what is the story with the gasoline? You say gasoline or fuel? Oh yeah, 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 gasoline yeah. fuel. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, fuel. got a new fuel as well. Yeah, the but new is that, fuel is is magic. Is Look, that that the, sounds like a lot of shit to me. It's rocket fuel. No, 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 no. Look, it's produced by a company called ETS. Okay. Right. It's a company that uh, basically, in the past, produced uh, fuel for drugsters. Ah, ETS, right. I see. ETS. <laughs> ETS is a, is a small, very small company, uh, and uh, in, from of engineers that went away from Elf, top engineers. Uh, okay. Yep. So decided. Uh, why don't we build a small company? So they are, they build a small company and basically they work with um, racing fuel. Hmm. And this ETS, attention to what I'm saying, are used by KTM and Suzuki, who unexpected in Italy, in Mugello, were also super fast compared mm. with before. Exactly, yeah. So obviously, this ETS, there are very strict uh, rules for the gasoline in the, in the rule book. But these ETS obviously are in the rules, but have a special performance. Mm. 95, ah, I have to say the ETS are the initials of the three engineers that left. Uh, right, OK, right. <laughs> yeah. OK. Eddie, Tom, and Steve. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have to be French. Uh, Enrique, no, Enrique. Edouard. Uh, Edouard. <laughs> Stefan. Yeah, yes, yeah, Stefan. Okay. Tabulier, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, this uh, gasoline or this fuel is 90% uh, chem chemical. Okay, yep. Artificial. Is there, is there legal, are there legal rules around? I mean, obviously with mechanics and electronics and everything. I'm arriving there. I arrived. Ah, shush. Yeah. So <laughs> this uh, this uh, fuel is artificial uh, to ninety five percent, and it's absolutely poison. When they manipulate this fuel, they have to dress like an astronaut. Wow. Oh my God. It's wow. Absolutely, you know, can cancerigenon, you know? Yeah, yeah, carcinogenic, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. It's not good if, for you. And, and, they, sorry. Sorry? What if they crash and fuel goes somewhere? Then that's like a bloody toxic, clear the whole paddock. Probably, you, you, probably you, you crash in the outside and it evaporates, you know? <laughs> but obviously, this is. This fuel will be banned next year, probably. Right. Okay. Because it goes exactly in the opposite way that the green policy. Yeah, of the green policy. Is that's that's what I've, I've written a note to to talk about that next. Exactly. It, it sort of flies in the face of the whole green yeah, idea. So, yeah. And this ETS uh, gasoline is like the complete opposite. You know, it's really it's poison. <laughs> but it works. It works, and KTM has take profit out of it. And yeah. again, they have they went out to look for something, you know. Yep. And then the last thing of KTM, did we speak that they have hired the number two of Ducati Reparto Corse? No, no. Tell me more. They have hired the man who, for nineteen years, twenty, no, two, two yeah, 
was number two inside the Ducati racing department. Wow. Okay. That's this a guy. This guy started in 2002. Hang on. Starlacini is his name. Okay. He has a name like an ice cream, like I always say. Starlacini. <laughs> name like an ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> That's most Italian. Star it's either an ice cream or a meat. Stratricella, star Starlacini, whatever. Okay. Oh my God. That's <laughs> so Starlacini, he was in the MotoGP project since 2002. Yep. And left the company at the end of 2019 because he argued with Gigi Dalina. Ah, right. Another casualty. Then, <laughs> then, for one year and a half, he went to an engineering company super famous called Ricardo. Mm -hmm. That is worldwide engineering company. Yep. And then, suddenly, the KTM people, look how they work. The KTM people, they analyzed their situation and said, hang on. What is happening with us? So they looked at their structures too, and they saw Mike Leitner. He was a former rider. He is then he turned into a mechanic. Then mm -hmm. he was a team. He said, "Okay, he is good in managing." In this, then he they looked at their engineers, and they said, "They are pretty tough. They are pretty good, but they are too theoretical." Yep. He, he, so, he had a look as to where they've got a hole and they filled the hole. Yes. And then they, they needed a racing engineer. Yeah. Somebody who was an engineer, but looking at it as racing. You yeah. Understand? Yep. And where were these people? Where are these people? In Italy. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. So who was the the best available, uh, Starlacchini. Starlacchini, Stal I think. Stalactite. Straticella. Starlacchini. Yep. So they got him. So, you know, wow. uh, KTM, they never stop. Look, chassis white, mm. uh, fuel, uh, yep. people. So pop up. They want to get there. Exactly, exactly. And we're seeing this week as well, the, from, from, the, from the test, we're seeing these Swiss cheese fairings as well. Um, and from, from my knowledge of aerodynamics, I know how well that, that kind of thing can, can produce uh, a negative energy and airflow inside the fairing. And so it can encourage airflow around the outside of a fairing. F1's been onto that kind of stuff for a long time. And so KTM seem to be the first to be experimenting with that as well. Yes, I think the link with Red Bull may bring yeah. some ideas. I think so too. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, but, in, but um, the good thing, Stu, the good thing is that you see KTM pushing, 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 pushing. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah it's great for the sport. Yeah, Andra. I'm still, and I try, I tried to ask a few times over the last couple of weeks and haven't had an answer. I've been trying, and I'm I'm purely having an opinion. Mm. KTM have been pushing out a lot of social media stuff for all their other riders, but I have not seen much for Miguel. And I'm yeah. confused by that because he's obviously on a nice little streak and riding bloody awesome, but there's not much being said about him. And I wondered if there was anything behind that. You've heard my opinion on that one, haven't you, Andrew? I, I have a sneaking feeling that this guy won't won't actually be at KTM for too much longer. Uh, I don't know why. I, I just I just feel that. There's something. Uh, yeah, yeah. There is something. 
<laughs> Maybe I'm smoking the broccoli. Who knows? Manuel, are, are you hearing <laughs> no, but anything? It's true. What do you think? Yeah, no, no. But it's true. What you said about it's strange, no, that they don't mm. uh, yeah. work so much on Oliveira. That's very strange. Mm. Yeah, I mean, let's, make even, up, let's make something up. Yeah. Hey, every good story starts as a rumor. So, so let's start a rumor. He's gonna go to he's gonna he's gonna go to the the, the, the Rossi team next year as team manager. Why not? Sure. Or maybe why not? M- maybe he will go switch back to Moto Three as it is so interesting. <laughs> right. <laughs> we Valentino. Same time when Valentino goes to Moto Two. <laughs> hey, because we have to talk about Valentino Rossi everything. Is oh, it is it true, Manuel? And again, I've, I've got to start remembering where I have my sources. No, no, no. But is it yeah. true that he is racing the same times as he has previously, but just that the other bikes are going faster? Yes. That's true? Did I hear that? That's what I've been seeing. That's what I've, I've been looking at those times. Compared right. to, to his times from 2019, 2018, he is, he's on the money. He's racing exactly the same or quicker than he has done in the past. But the rest but have they, just overtaken him because they're exactly. younger and faster. But the, yep, but the bikes are that much faster and they have younger, stronger people riding them. Yeah, I think we 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 explained this. Look, I didn't know that that uh, data, but it's very interesting. Valentino has a certain pace, you know, mm-hmm. and that's his pace. At this point, don't ask him to be faster than the pace he establishes. That's for me. Yeah. I so, get I get the reaction time thing. I'm 43, and I dropped my keys on the floor the other day, and it took me a good 10 seconds to work my way down to pick them up. So I understand his reaction times probably <laughs> fits <laughs> No, but it's uh, look uh, for months. I have been telling here that it is what it is, and people. Ah, because, ah, dah, dah, dah. How do you dare? No how one's that? No yeah, one. Yeah. No one lasts forever, right? No, everyone's Greta Thunberging you. How dare but, you? Oh, yeah, God, but it, and it's not making and it's not making less. It's just the reality. Yep. It's a fact. Yes. Exactly. Yep. yep. Exactly. So, are we? Are we? We're saying now that this year is his last year. We keep. We keep hearing it. We. We Look, still I, think he's going to do twenty twenty two. Just for a, a farewell. I, you know exactly. You know my theory, but at this point, yeah. I think he can't push it for the next year. Yeah. I imagine. I and this is just imagination that after the summer he will tell what is going to happen, and after the summer we will have races in Misano. And other places where he mm. can do a nice farewell with people, if, yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with people there, yeah, and exactly. And I, in, Barcelona, in Barcelona, we had 25,000 people, yes. And uh, Asen is full, Asen, oh, they are selling God. tickets like yep. hell, Germany, not in Austria, there is absolutely no restriction. Two races, oh, absolutely full, full and that's going to be amazing. But you look at after that, you got Aragon after that, they said they're going to have crowds at Aragon as well, which is which is amazing. But then you look at that, obviously, you've got Italy, but then it's all the away rounds. I don't think we're going to have much more racing after September. I, I, uh, yes, no, we will have. Look, the idea is uh, that after Misano, mm-hmm. we go to Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then what else? And Not then Australia. the other day I, I spoke, no, Australia, you are like in a, it's not a bubble, you are in a hole. Yeah, we and, are in a hole, yeah. And and I spoke the other day with a colleague from Thailand, mm-hmm. 
And it's interesting. She told me, look, where the racing happens in Buriram, that is in the north, mm-hmm. there is zero <laughs> COVID there. Really? All the cases are basically in Bangkok. So the idea, what they are considering, is to do, as soon as we arrive in Bangkok, they do a shuttle service to Buriram. Mm-hmm. Right. Because all the cha- basically most of the championship, I would say 85%, we all got a uh, vaccine. Yep. yep. Me and too. Then... I had mine. Oh, I which haven't... one? The Pfizer. I'm getting my second oh, needle yeah. in next week, I think. I'm, I'm still and... dirty and infectious. We know that. <laughs> and sorry, to end, to end with the calendar, it seems that they could happen two Sepang races. Mm-hmm. That would be good. I wouldn't mind that, honestly. Two Sepang races would be good. I, I still maintain that I am 99% certain that Australia is not going to go ahead. As sad as yeah. that makes me, I can't see it happening. Uh, Malaysia, I can't see going ahead. They've just cancelled the Singapore Grand Prix. Malaysia and Singapore, very, very close. I, 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 yeah, I, I don't see any difference there. Japan, no way that's going to go ahead. Um, Argentina, no. And, no Argentina, and, no. But yeah. still, you know the ones, this information I got from Michelin, because the tire maker, you can't tell them two weeks before. Of course. To produce exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So they need to know, for example, they are producing the tires in October now because then mm-hmm. they ship them Yeah. by ship, not yep. by airplane. Yeah. So they need to know. Yeah, that's it. And, and look, for, 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 for all the listeners and viewers out there, we, you know, we, we're not being doomsayers or anything like that. We, we really hope mm. that all of these races go ahead. I've, I've gone out and we've, we've the, the Pacino report has, has forked out and we have accommodation on Phillip Island. If it goes ahead, we will be there. We will be having a, 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 a live view, uh, vodcast from there. Before, wow. before I drink. Before exactly. I before drink. we start drinking. Exactly. We're, we're going to have hundreds of guests, world famous people. <laughs> Manuel, you have to get us all these guests quickly. Uh, it will be an amazing event. It always is. I, I, I haven't missed a, a Phillip Island GP for years. Um, but I, I just unfortunately just don't see it. Yeah, happening. I think it won't happen. Yes, it's very Japan. Japan, um, from what I got, was a little bit in the air still. But right. are they are they waiting was, to see maybe how the Olympics goes? Exactly, exactly. And they told me if the eight hours happen, then mm. there will be a Grand Prix as well. And um, we are still in in June, okay? And yeah. we are mm-hmm. talking yeah. about. October, so yeah, so much can change. Sometimes, yeah, exactly. And 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 here, I don't know. Here, I think more almost forty percent of the people got the vaccine, and until the end of the summer, everyone will have. Australia is less than two percent. Yeah, no, it Mm. is. Yeah, it's. But you don't have COVID there. Yeah. We get one or two cases here and there, and everybody panics and they shut entire states down. It's it's ridiculous. But it's not going to help us with things like travel and letting and that's the problem. That's the problem, indeed, indeed. Anyway, that's that's enough of that, Manuel. It's been absolutely amazing. So look, uh, where are we? As we record this, it is what is it? It's it's about about the fourteenth of June. So so this this weekend we've got the German Grand Prix coming up. Um, You've heard Manuel's prediction. Yeah, guten Tag. Yeah, hello, meine Katze. 
yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, the German Grand Prix. You heard Manuel's predictions. He he reckons there's going to be a Marquez on the podium. Is he going to be right? Is he wrong? Is he smoking the broccoli? Leave comments. Let us know. Um, and then straight away after that, we've got we've had a bit of a low time through June while those crazy Europeans get used to summer and all that sun and everything. But now. We're back into it. We've got Germany, and then we've got Assen. They're personally, my favourite, my favourite GP of the entire year. Is, I know, uh, I know. This uh, broccoli bars, no? <laughs> that, yeah, yeah, there we go. That's right. <laughs> that, that must be what it is. It's because they can all smoke on a broccoli. Of course, why, <laughs> why not? But it's going to be a, an amazing couple of weeks of racing indeed. Um, and Manuel, you've said you're not heading to Germany. You're going to be watching these ones from, uh, from sunny Spain. Yes, yes, because it is pretty complicated to get to Saxony. Normally, I used to, to fly from Madrid to Prague and then drive. It's a two, two, and, a, yeah, that's right. two and a half hour drive. But mm-hmm. there are no flights from Madrid to Prague still. Yep. So the other option was uh, flying to Berlin and then four hours drive, which is uh, boring. So I yep. decided to switch this one. And as Assen is immediately after, so I go to Assen. Nice, good stuff. Well, we we look forward to seeing lots of lots of video, uh, lots of lots of photos. Um, Andrew, make sure you get the the photos off Manuel and get them up on the on the Pazina Report Insta account, so so everybody can see those. Yeah. Um, and before we get going, Andrew, you got some messages for of the, uh, for the viewers and the listeners. So Go before we sell, before we say Alfiedazine, I'm actually getting I'm actually getting messages from people while we're I, and I'm taking notes and um, I've got people messaging me as we speak because I said oh yeah we're doing our episode and they're just like it's been three weeks I've been waiting for this so I promise we're back guys we just yeah I don't think we've ever had a break this long but don't worry we're missing <laughs> I've been missing it I yeah, miss some, you guys some, so much some of us was just changing the chassis more or less <laughs> yeah yeah we're just changing it exactly. yeah 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 but it's all good um but yeah I've got actually quite a few shout outs today um. Um, Sully in Rockhampton. Is that the murder oh, capital Rocky. of Australia? Uh, pretty much. It's yeah. not a, was it murder, sugarcane or rum? Yeah, all that. Um, <laughs> we've got Dil- young Dylan in Adelaide. We've got young, oh, I can see we'll say young, Jody in Perth. Hey, and, Jodes. Hey, Jodes. And oh, that's where I am now, aren't I? Um, okay. And have to say hello to Andrew and Gillian because they're, they're just, beautiful beautiful out and about and being cheeky as always um but yeah jump on youtube we're on audio on all the good podcast things we've got instagram we've got twitter manuel will tell you quickly now about Pacino gp so i don't mess it up yeah where can we go manuel to to go and get all that news and i've seen some amazing stories the last few weeks as well Mm -hmm. on yeah 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 i I have been uh working a lot on pacinogp.com but and i see that basically Probably I don't go to Germany because I should have, I would need to watch my back too much. <laughs> <laughs> so You've been writing well, the wrong type of stories. <laughs> well, <laughs> so let, let, I think it's better I don't go to Saxony for my health. <laughs> oh, no. For my integrity, you know? It, indeed, indeed. All right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us for another incredible episode of the Piscina Report. Uh, make sure you get on the socials, uh, like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, all that usual sort of stuff. We're so sorry it's been so long, but this has been an absolutely incredible episode. We've loved every second of it. Thank you so much. 
get into uh, into the PacinoGP.com. Uh, get over to uh, to the Pacino Report on on uh, on all of your favourite forums and uh, and and engage with the with the with the show. Write some comments. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, and uh, we'll see you all again soon. Take it easy, guys. Bye. See ya. Peace. Peace.